Well, hello. Back for a Wednesday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Willey. Glad to be with you. Yes, tardy start. It is 10.19 p.m. on a Wednesday night. So most of you will get this first thing Thursday morning. That's okay. It won't be outdated. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for some dispensation on the Deshaun Watson case. Didn't get it, but I suppose we already know where that's headed. We'll discuss that. The non-conference basketball schedule for Ohio State, a big new contract for Terry McLaurin, and dysfunction on the PGA Tour, and they're taking it. I, I hate to see iconic organizations implode from their own pettiness and petulance, but that is what I see going on with the PGA Tour. I'll explain in moments. First, let me reach out to those of you who uh, have the ability to think outside the box or think outside the store, the big box store, that is. Stores where you go and buy things for your home that you use, that you need, that you can't live without unless you want to be a pig. I'm talking about deodorant, toothpaste, mouthwash, things that you use to wash your clothes, your dishes, uh, things like lotions, vitamins, supplements, on and on and on. I know you don't put a ton of thought into buying some of that stuff. You buy what's on sale. The truth is, most of those products are made by the same 11 companies. You've probably heard of the companies. They all have different brand names. Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Heinz, Nestle, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, on and on and on and on. Okay. We're in a culture right now where there's a lot of stuff that if you're a Christian, there are agendas social agendas that you may not agree with. You may. If you do, that's fine. But if you would like to buy those products from a company that does not advertise, manufactures everything it makes, ships it direct to you, and gives to pro-life causes, pro-police causes, pro-military causes, I would argue pro-America causes, a family-owned company, a family-owned company, then I can introduce you to that company. They don't allow me to give their name They don't advertise. I said they don't put their products in stores. They ship direct to consumer. It's not a multi-level marketing thing where you have to sell their stuff. You just are a shopper. Uh, And so I'd love to introduce you to them because we are customers, and I would like for you to be a customer. You can find out more by getting in touch with me via the marketing portal to the company, which is called PatriotSwitch.com. PatriotSwitch.com. Go to PatriotSwitch.com. Put my name in the How Did You Hear About Us menu. I'll get your name and your contact info that you put in there, and I'll reach out to you. I'll call you. I'll send you an email. We'll chat. I'll explain the shopping club to you, and maybe you'll become a member. I hope so, because we're members, and we love it, and it's been great for our doubters who have some uh, skin issues and medical issues that the plant-based products of this company has definitely, definitely contributed to helping us manage much more so than we did when we were buying stuff that's sold over the counter, toxic products and things like that. Okay, enough about that, the longest read in podcast history. Let's get to the main story of the day, which is the Browns appear to have signed a quarterback for a ton of money and will not have access to him this year. Deshaun Watson is, it appears, headed for a indefinite suspension, a season-long indefinite suspension. The NFL clearly can, and it appears will, suspend him until they get a better idea of how these cases involving the massage therapists who allege they were sexually harassed or imposed upon by Deshaun Watson, they're not going to let him play until they 
get a better idea what's going on. He settled 20 of the cases out of court. There now are a few more women coming forward. I think we're up to 30. And so I'm not surprised. You say, what about due process? He's innocent until proven guilty. Well, the NFL is a private entity. They can make their own rules. They can decide who plays or does not play. They suspended Ben Roethlisberger without him breaking the law. They suspended Tom Brady without him breaking the law. Deshaun Watson's not bigger than those guys. So it does not surprise me that the NFL is taking a cautious approach to this. And the Browns should have known this was coming. They likely did know it was coming. I understand why they felt like they couldn't live without Deshaun Watson, and they had to pay a bunch more than anybody else, or he would not have agreed to go there, even though he says that it's not money-related. That's, in my opinion, a lie. But the uh, Browns now are down to, at quarterback, Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. Now, do I expect that that will be their only quarterbacks once the season begins? No, because I don't think they want to be one wayward step, one bad hit, one twisted knee, torn ACL away, broken finger on a helmet away from their hopes for 2022 resting on the unproven shoulders of Josh Dobbs. So they will get another quarterback, and the prevailing thought out there is that Baker that Baker Mayfield will be traded to the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold will wind up in Cleveland. I'd be fine with that because as a backup, you know, maybe Sam Darnold's salvageable. Maybe Kevin Stefanski can work a miracle with Sam Darnold. He'll have a lot of talent around him. He'll have to manage the game, not be a, you know, super go win the game for us. Or maybe they'll just start Brissett. I think Brissett is an okay quarterback, but you can't feel great about your playoff chances in a division where the Bengals are returning from the Super Bowl and have clearly upgraded their offensive line in the offseason. And the Baltimore Ravens have Lamar Jackson and are always good. Steelers, eh, no Big Ben. Don't have a quarterback. All right, fine. Browns should be better than the Steelers. But it's a tough ask for Jacoby Brissett to get the Browns to where the Browns want to be. And I think that there's going to be a malaise in that locker room without Deshaun Watson that they'll just basically, whether it's subliminal or whether it's overt, give up on the season without the quarterback that they anticipated having. And if you're saying, well, you know, those guys, they didn't want to play with a dirt ball like Deshaun Watson. Really? Come on. Those guys want to win. And let's just say no NFL locker room is populated with choir boys. Okay. So I'm not so sure there might be a few guys in there who have a philosophical problem with Deshaun Watson. Uh, but I'm not sure that that is a prevailing idea in the Browns locker room at all. Oh, this guy, he's sexually imposed upon women. I can't catch a pass from him. I'm not going to block for him. I won't tackle and help get the ball back for him. Come on, please. Okay. So, I would do everything I could to get Darnold. I have a lot of people I trust telling me that the Browns don't really want Darnold. I don't know why. You're in a bad situation. Unless you're prepared to be humble and go tell Baker Mayfield, hey, look, you need us and we need you. And this is what I would do. I would go to Baker Mayfield. I would fly to Norman, Oklahoma. I was thinking about this the other day. How would I do it? Would I just show up and surprise Baker Mayfield at the Norman, Oklahoma Pizza Hut? (laughs) 
I don't know. Probably not. Because, he, you know, Baker, he might not talk to you. Uh, but I would, if I'm Jimmy Haslam and Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, I get in a plane, Jimmy's plane, and I clear it with Baker's agent, and maybe I meet him at some innocuous, out-of-the-way location, as if there's one more innocuous and out-of-the-way than Norman, Oklahoma, where I've been and like, by the way. But I go and I just say, look, Baker, here's the deal. You're under contract to us, and you can really help us, and we can really help you. You had problems in Cleveland with Odell Beckham, who's not here, and Jarvis Landry, who's not here. We have Amari Cooper, okay? We've got Nick Chubb. You're going to be a free agent in 2023. We're agreed on that. But would you rather try to increase your value with the Seattle Seahawks or the Carolina Panthers? Or would you rather try to increase your value with a monster season with the Cleveland Browns and all the talent we have placed on our roster. Let's realize that you need us and we need you and we can help you and you can help us and let's bury the hatchet, not between each other's shoulder blades, but for at least the next, what, nine months? Somewhere else. Let's bury it in Berea or let's bury it in wherever you want, but let's bury it and let's move forward. Because we're not releasing you. And honestly, I wouldn't pay the dude. Again, this is how the NFL is not like the real world. He's under contract, and he got his feelings hurt because they went out and got a guy who they presumed to be better. And he felt like they disrespected me. And so I'm ready to move on. Well, you can be ready to move on, but tough noogies. In the real world, a lot of us go to jobs or have gone to jobs in our lifetime where we didn't like the boss. And the boss didn't like us. But we had a family to provide for. I get you're stinking rich, and I get you've had your ego bruised, and I understand that you think you've been disrespected. And all of that counts not one single whit with me, okay? I don't care. Everybody who works for a living has been disrespected by somebody they worked for in their life. Grow the heck up. Put on your helmet. Get your butt out there and play football. Now, I wouldn't go with that if I'm Haslam or Stefanski or Barry, but that's how I feel as a fan, I guess, of the Cleveland Browns. And it's stupid. Not only is it a deal with, like, they need each other, but it's stupid of Baker Mayfield to nurture a grudge to the point where he hurts who? By refusing to play for the Browns. He hurts himself. Again. Seattle. Carolina. Or Cleveland. Where you know the people. You know the offense. You know the personnel. You've got a good defense. The fans aren't turned on you. They're going to embrace you. You win. It's the same as it always is. You win a game. You're a hero. You throw an interception and lose a game. They're going to be on your case. But you know what, Bake? It works the same way everywhere. So get out there and play. Get out there and earn your money. Get out there and show people you're a tough guy. And you know what? You'll make a good name for yourself around the league doing that.
You want to sit and pout? That'll follow you as well. All right, speaking of the Browns, not so much the Browns, but the Haslams, I wanted to make mention of what I find to be an incredibly stupid insistence by the fan base of the Columbus crew. I saw a story today on the website that covers the crew, and they do a really nice job covering the crew, the massive report. I follow uh, Patrick Murphy, really good writer for one of the Ohio State websites. I like Patrick a lot. Patrick retweeted this story from the massive report about how fans of the crew, (laughs) fans of the crew are upset with crew ownership because crew ownership has not issued an official statement um, criticizing the Supreme Court ruling on Dobbs versus Mississippi Women's Health Center that overturned Roe versus Wade. Look, I'm pro-life. Okay, whatever. I understand a lot of sports fans are not. I've explained why I am. I will always be. But you do you and I'll do me, okay? Do we really want a world where we have to be tribal 24-7, 365? I have said before that one of the reasons why I love working for PressProsMagazine.com is because we predominantly cover a lot of high school sports. And high school sports is the last place that's truly uncorrupted by the world. Now that we have NIL in college, and yes, I'm an NIL fan, but yes, I don't like it. And yes, it's unsupervised, unrestricted, and therefore uh, out of control. High school sports so far, unless they ruin it with NIL, is a place where you can go and you can sit next to a person who's opposite of your view on the border or international politics or domestic politics or inflation or which presidential candidate they're going to vote for. And you can both root for the Dublin Kaufman Shamrocks, or you can both root for the Versailles Tigers, or you can both root for the Bell Fountain Chieftains or whoever you want to root for, right? Do we really want a society without that? I guess the Massive Report does. Uh, no, not necessarily the Massive Report. They're just reporting on what's going on. But the Nordeca, which covers the Columbia, which which is the big like fan section at Crew Games, the Nordeca is mad that the Haslam's and Dr. Pete Edwards won't issue a statement condemning the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Well, you know what? They're business people, and they know that the opinion on abortion is widely varied among America and among their fan base. And I remember not too long ago when the Nordeca loved Pete Edwards and the Haslams because they kept Anthony Precourt from carpetbagging their team down to Austin, Texas. And all the Nordeca wanted was for Dr. Pete and the Haslams to save the crew. Save the crew. And they did save the crew. And then all they wanted was for Dr. Pete and the Haslams to give them a winning team. Oh, if only we could win and put it in Anthony Precourt's face. And guess what? In their first year of ownership, they won the MLS Cup. Wow. And then the Nordeca said, wow, wouldn't it be great if we had a spanking brand new beautiful state-of-the-art downtown stadium in the arena district rather than this erector set monstrosity out here along i-71 at the fairgrounds 
And the Haslams and the Edwards said, yes, it would be great, and we'll make it happen. And they have this beautiful stadium in one of the growing parts of Columbus where Huntington Park is and where Nationwide Arena is. And so they got to keep their team. Their team won a championship. They gave them a beautiful brand-new stadium, and that's not enough. It's not enough. Now they have to condemn a Supreme Court ruling that has, how much does that have to do with soccer? Oh, that's right. Not a dadgum thing. Not one thing. And oh, by the way, I left out the fact they just paid like two million bucks for some player who's supposed to put them over the top. So if you have an owner that builds you a beautiful stadium, wins you a championship, spends a crap ton of money to get great players and keeps your team in your city rather than moving it somewhere else and making a windfall for themselves, then I would say to you respectfully, respectfully, Nordeka, shut your mouth and appreciate the team that you have. And if you want to go march in an anti-abortion rally, do it. Wear your crew scarf if you want to. But if you subject your owners to your own political whims, then you deserve whatever happens to you as a fan base. And I hope something bad happens to you as a fan base. Because if you don't understand what a great owner Pete Edwards is, then you are undeserving of a guy who saved your team from moving out of town. All right, let's move on. What a stupid idea that was for them to, oh, they're going to do a beer boycott. Give up, Great. Fantastic. You're going to go to a July 3rd game at home, a hot day, and not have any beer and punish yourself so you can give the money to a bunch of people who want to kill more babies. Great. Throw yourself a baby-killing party for July 4th. Fantastic. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Yes, we shall. I need my buddy uh, Stan Willis and uh, Phil and Hans and Ashley and Kelly to dig me out of the hole I just dug with the Nordeka like I care. Willis Spangler Starling, great, great attorney firm, fantastic attorney firm. And they're located on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. They can help you with any case you have. All the biggies they handle, their expertise is in wills, estate planning, personal injury, social security, disability, employment law. You name it, they do it. Willis Spangler Starling, they're fantastic. You can find out everything you need to know on their website, willisattorneys.com. WillisAttorneys.com. Okay. Now we move on. Buckeye basketball. Non-conference schedule is out. It's okay. It's, you know, it's not front-loaded. It's not back-loaded. It's intermittently loaded. They're going to go to Duke. That's a load. They're going to play North Carolina in the CBS Classic. That's a real load. National runners-up with a lot of players coming back. And they're going to play in the Maui Invitational. Woohoo! Let's hope Bruce gets his. How many times have I been to the Maui Invitational? Two? I think two. Uh, yeah, 1988, and then a couple years later. And uh, love to go back because other teams in the Maui Invitational include Cincinnati. That's a nice game. Arizona. That's a nice game. Arkansas. Another nice game. Temple. Pretty good game. San Diego State, or as Ron Burgundy would say, San Diego State. And. Well, that's enough in addition to Ohio State. So that's what's going on with the Buckeye basketball team. Keep your eye. I expect any day. I really expect a domino to fall any day. In the recruiting wars, 
the state of Ohio, man, is whew, there are some super talented seniors to be in high school basketball. And I know Chris Holtman's got, what, five freshmen? But he, in my opinion, has to get the one guy he has to get. Well, he doesn't have to get him. But the guy that I really want him to get, a lot of people are hung up on Devin Royal from Pickerington. And I like Devin Royal a lot, a lot, a lot. But the guy I'm really super intrigued by is Dalen Swain from Afrocentric. I watch both guys play state tournament. Pick Central does not win the – is it Pick Central or Pick North? I'm, I apologize, which I should know that. I don't know it off the top of my head. But uh, they're purple. I know that, if that helps. <laughs> Devin Royal, big time. Man, he was so big time in the state championship game against Centerville. But – Dalen Swain, even though he lost, even though he lost in his semifinal, um, Dalen Swain just, I, I know he's skinny, and, you know, I know he plays, like, what was it, D, is he D3? I think he's D3. But, mm, 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 I really like Dalen Swain. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. But it would be nice if he got them both. They both play on all Ohio Red. And that would be a super, super, super deal. Uh, Pick Central is where Devin Royal plays. So keep your eye on that. Hopefully good things will happen for uh, Chris Holtman, and I hope that I uh, get a good look at those freshman basketball players that he has down there because I'd love to see how good some of them are so that I know what to expect this coming season. There's no doubt how good Terry McLaurin is. He's been phenomenal in his NFL career, and he's getting paid three years, $71 million. Three years, $71 million by the Washington Commanders. Yes, sir. Nice job, Terry McLaurin. He has been a surprise in terms of where he was picked because he was not a first-round pick, but he has played like one, and now he's going to get paid like one for the Washington Commanders. Okay, oh, Creighton is the other team in the Maui Invitational that I thought was interesting because, obviously, Ohio State hired Chris Holtman when they also seem to be, seem to be on the verge of hiring Greg McDermott of Creighton. I was not, if you remember my show on the zone, I was not for McDermott. And uh, I think we got a much better coach at McDermott in Chris Holtman. Yes, I know he's got to win, got to get to Sweet 16, but that, but that, but that. I've heard it a million times. Okay, I don't need to hear it again. Have you heard enough about Hemisphere Coffee Roasters? Not if you've tasted the coffee. Man, their coffee's good. Comes from around the world Indonesia, Thailand, Nicaragua, Ethiopia. Where else would you get coffee from those countries? Where? The growing conditions are perfect for coffee. And where could you do good things for ministry efforts in those countries but by buying your coffee from Hemisphere? Nowhere that I know of. That's why I offer you an avenue to get 15% off when you use the promo code WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps. WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps at hemispherecoffeeroasters.com. You will not be sorry. You can get your coffee in light, medium, or dark roast, whole bean, K cups, roasted expertly by Paul, Andy, and the Hemisphere team. Order today. Use that promo code WETACKLELIFE. Many of you have become regular Hemisphere Coffee Roasters customers. They appreciate it, and I appreciate it. And I'm sure you appreciate the quality of their coffee and their combination of it with their ministry efforts around the world. So save that 15%. We tackle life. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, I wanted to touch on 
the uh, fall de Raul in the PGA Tour because I like golf. And uh, we talk about the majors here when the majors are staged or the Memorial Tournament when it is staged. And there's this Saudi Arabia golf tour, the Live Golf Tour. Okay, and we've had defectors to the Live Golf Tour. Mickelson, Phil Mickelson defected. And every accomplished player on the PGA Tour who defects, it's a big headline, right? Dustin Johnson defected and Patrick Reed and Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and on and on and on and on and on. Okay. And the PGA Tour has decided that they're going to play hardball with these guys who go to the Live Golf Tour. And they're going to say that if you're going to play on the Live Golf Tour, you can't play on the PGA Tour. Like, we're kicking you out of the PGA Tour. Okay, fine. You can do that. But do I think that is the right move? No, I do not because the golfers can all play in the majors because the U.S. Open is a USGA event. The PGA is a PGA of America event. The British Open, or the Open Championship, is a, an R&A event. They're partners with the PGA Tour. They might be excluded from the Open Championship, but I doubt it because how can you say it's an Open Championship if you restrict it to certain players who are members of your tour? And the Masters is an Invitational. So I always kind of thought, well, PGA Tour, you're biting off the nose to spite your face because these guys aren't really paying much of a penalty. But now we know that there is a penalty to be paid by these guys who play on the Live Golf Tour because Zach Johnson, who is the next U.S. Ryder Cup captain, made it pretty clear this week that if you're on the Live Golf Tour, you cannot be a U.S. Ryder Cup team member. He was asked about, would you pick a guy with a captain's pick or could a guy earn a spot on the team in Ryder Cup points if he plays on the Live Golf Tour? And here's what Zach Johnson said. What I know is this, in order to play on the Ryder Cup team, whether you're a top six or a captain's pick, you must garner Ryder Cup points through the PGA of America. In order to garner Ryder Cup points through the PGA of America, you have to be a member of the PGA of America. The way that we're members of the PGA of America is through the PGA Tour. I'll let you connect the dots from there. All right, so we're still a year away, more than a year away, from the next Ryder Cup. And I hope by that time they work this out because the Ryder Cup is a super great sporting event. It's an event that everybody's interested in, even if they don't love golf. It's very jingoistic. It's very nationalistic. And it's great for golf. It's not, it's not bad for anybody, okay? But if you're going to say you're going to play a Ryder Cup without Dustin Johnson Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, and Brooks Kepka, uh, then you are going to get your butt kicked. And you say, well, maybe not, because Ian Poulter and some of the other top players in Europe are playing on the Live Golf Tour and they won't be part of the Ryder Cup team. I mean, it's not like they don't the Americanos don't get their butts kicked anyway in the Ryder Cup, but at least they're out there competing. I think this is a stupid move by the PGA Tour, by the PGA of America, by the people who are involved at deep levels on the Ryder Cup. 
And I, again, I go back to what I said earlier about the crew and their fan base being mad about abortion. I know the Saudis had their fingers in up to their elbows in 9-11. I get it. And I'm, hey, come on, man. I'm as patriotic and nationalistic as the next guy. Do I want to take a hardline stance and say anything tied to the Saudis, not touching it? I could live with that. I could live with that. I fully understand it. I do understand that anger. If you're a 9-11 family, I totally understand that anger. I just think that if we are going to track back every single thing, here's what I would do. If I were Brooks Kepka or I were DJ or I were one of these guys and I decided I was going to play on, and a lot of these guys say they're playing on the Live Golf Tour because the money's sick, it's 54 holes, and they don't have to play every week and grind for points like they do on the FedEx Cup Tour, and they get more time with their families and all that. So that's a pretty good reason. I know it rings hollow. You're saying, well, they're millionaires. They want to take weeks off. Go ahead. I see both sides of it. I do. I see both sides of it. What I'm saying is, because I'm conflicted on it, I don't have a strong opinion, and I think it's silly for the PGA Tour to basically put the scarlet letter on these guys. Are they good enough to play on your tour? If the answer is yes, then you should let them play on your tour. You should let them play on your tour. You want to establish a minimum number of events, five, six events, eight events. Okay, do that. But give them the option. Give them the option. Now, maybe maybe the Saudis say, you know, you got to be with us exclusively or let the Saudis be the bad guy then. Okay? If I were Kepka, if I were DJ, if I were Phil, if I were these guys, I'd take the Saudis' money if I decided to take the Saudis' money. I don't know if I would because I don't know the complexity of the issue. So I don't want to say I would. Probably I wouldn't because I'm just not that kind of guy. But if I took the money, I'd give a crap ton of it to 9-11 families. I just would. I just would because then you can certainly make the case that you're letting something good come from something horrific, inexcusable, and hateful. So, again, I just, I don't think we want to turn every single thing in life into a red versus blue, conservative versus liberal, us versus them. Are we equipped for that? Is it good for us to do that? I would argue no and no. So that's where I stand on the uh, PGA Tour, which is basically, I said, I, I need to know more. But I think the PGA Tour is taking an intractable position that does not speak well of the PGA Tour. It makes them look petulant and petty and scared is how it makes them look. Okay, final sponsor read. A shout-out to my friends at ClarityHR.com. This is a super good sponsor. I'm excited to tell you about them because I really feel like it can help you who have small businesses because I know you can't afford a full-time HR person. You probably don't need a full-time HR person, but you need an HR person. And you, when you need them, which let's say you need them like once a month. If you had an hour conversation a month with an HR expert, would that do it? Probably, probably. If you could have access to online training pods and a bunch of other things, and you could call them to like, hey, I got a quick question, whatever. What would that be worth to you as a business owner? I would think that'd be worth a lot to keep you out of a jackpot with an employee or with a compliance issue with the state. It doesn't cost you very much. It costs you less than $100 a month. And that averages out to like 25 bucks a week, which is like three bucks a day. 
What does a mistake cost you in that area? Mm, a lot. ClarityHR.com. ClarityHR.com. And the best part of it is these are Ohio people, not a switchboard in New York or L.A. or somebody with an accent you can't understand or whatever. No, 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 no. These are Ohio people, Ohio values, Ohio understanding of the law. So get with them. ClarityHR.com. ClarityHR.com. Okay. Faith portion of the podcast. I have um, been struggling this week with some news that I received about a, a dear friend. It is uh, a health diagnosis that is uh, scary for him. He is a man I admire greatly and a man that I had a uh, friendship with in our professional lives. And then we kind of uh, went our own way. And I went in radio. He went into, uh, I think, retirement and uh, did some other things. And we reconnected recently. And all those years we worked together, we did not really talk deeply about our faith, but we have in the past few months. And he is um, just one of the most amazing people I know. His life story is incredible. His faith story is incredible. His family is incredible. And he is an incredible husband and father and man of faith. And he's really got a tough path ahead of him, it appears. And I I shed tears over it um, yesterday morning a lot of them, because it just doesn't, it doesn't seem fair, doesn't seem right, doesn't make sense to me. A lot of people go through that. I understand it. I don't want it for him. And I got to thinking about my, my position on this. And this is when it's hard to be person of faith, because when things are tough and seem unfair, and you, and you want to know why, and you aren't going to find out why. And I made all the arguments about why God should, I, I just, I boldly said, Lord, I, I need, I'm asking you for a miracle. I'm asking you for a miracle. I don't, I don't ever do this, but I'm asking you. I know you can, and I'm asking you. And I'm, I'm, I mean that in humility, but I also mean it in a worshipful way in that I know God can heal my friend. And he may not. And honestly, I think he, if the diagnosis is what the diagnosis is, he probably will not. And how will I feel about that? And how will he feel about that? And what can I do to help him endure that and uh, walk faithfully, productively through that. And I got to thinking about what a remarkable man my friend is. And a, a thought occurred to me, and I don't know if this is true, but it's the first time I've ever considered it. I view God as 
exactly what he is. All-powerful, unfathomable, perfectly capable of anything. Not mortal, capable of anything beyond, far beyond what I'm capable of. And because I know that that is who God is, I have never considered that there may be something that a person taken to heaven offers God that I'm undervaluing. Because I think of God as all-sufficient. Why would he need my friend? He's got He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But I may not have a full—in fact, I do not have a full perspective on heaven. Only those who are in heaven have that perspective. And I just felt like for the first time in my life I should allow for the possibility that there is something beyond all the great reasons I can offer to keep my friend here. And I can offer a lot of them. I think it is worth my consideration that my friend, however it works, may be needed more or may fulfill a purpose in heaven that could be that could be um, why he's being why it appears he's being taken. I could be wrong. But that is a thought I've never had before. And um, I'm I'm wrestling with that. But I think it is something that is worth my consideration. And perhaps worth yours as you may be struggling with the same kinds of things. So it's good for me to be in the book of Psalms as I have recently purposed to study the book of Psalms and read it through every month because I am reminded of the majesty of God and the majesty of God reminds me of how much he loves me and what he has done for me. And it keeps me in check on being too forceful in questioning him. However, unfair something seems to me. Psalm 9 starts, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Verse 10, those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. That's true. That's always true. It doesn't always feel true. But it always is true. I know that. I know that as sure as I know where I'm sitting right now. 
as sure as I know my name, as sure as I know what time it is, as sure as I know what time the sun will come up tomorrow. But pray for my friend and his family, his wife, his children, and me, that I'd be a strength to him. And that um, that this would be a, uh, a circumstance through which someone who does not know the peace that I know in Christ and the peace that my friend knows in Christ, that someone who does not know that will at the very least through this circumstance come to know that. That's it for this edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I hope to talk to you again on Friday.